Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So when I asked you what you were going to do this weekend, you told me about what you did yesterday. You never really got into your plans for Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I, I think I mentioned my girl's going to be out of town. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do actually a little Joshua Tree. Oh, nice. On Sunday. Sunday. Go to like Joshua sleep tree. in a tent, Joshua Tree, yeah. or like yeah. get a place out there? No, sleep in a tent. Really? Yeah. Haven't done that in a while. Like, do, are you going with buddies? Are you? I'm going to go. No, I'm going to actually go. Me and uh, I've been wanting to do this. I've been wanting to go up, but it's still too cold. Can't go up to Sequoia. Can't go okay. up to any of that stuff. Plus, it's too far, whatever the case is. Joshua Tree is in the middle of the desert, right? Weather's good enough. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Rookster is going to hallucinate when we do it, but we give him peyote or something. I mean, I, I <laughs> genuinely have no idea how the how the dog will do. But so I'm, just the, you and Rook, yeah. Wow, what do you do all day? She's gone for a couple of days. Um, there's some hikes that you can go on. There's some trails. Well, okay. not not trails, more specifically hikes that you can go on. To be honest with you, just kind of chill. You're gonna go get one with the universe, stare at the sky, yeah, and, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. That sounds fun. Maybe there'll be a little bourbon sitting right next to me. I, I kind of like to. I got one of those little uh, Coleman's where you can pretty much just cook and. Okay, how, okay. So take me through this. I, as somebody who doesn't care, and I have I have not done this pretty much every time I've ever gone. It's always been with a buddy or okay. a few buddies. Yeah, but none of them are going to be in town till June. So how far are you from the next nearest person? Like, I, I, like, do you kind of go way out into the desert where you're a, an hour walk from the next closest person or farther? No, or no, no, how, no. how far, how deep so are we getting? The way they have it, you can reserve campsites. They have some campsites that you actually can reserve. So those, let's say, will have 116 campsites. Okay. So this one specific one. I'm not doing the, the reservation ones. I'm going to try to do There's a couple smaller campsites that are maybe 18 or 15 or something like we that. Like reserve a parking sites. place? Is that kind of what it is? And then you walk into yeah, the desert? Yeah, you have a little... No, no, no. no. It's a, you, you'll literally park right next to where you're going to camp. So you're going to oh. go off-road. When I say off-road, as in you won't be on a main freeway anything or a, a main road for a little while, and then you'll eventually be in this like this specific camp. I was picturing something kind of like The Revenant, where you're like out in the middle of nowhere by I've yourself. Not done that. No, I've not and, done that. And, you know, if like you twist your ankle, you might die out there. Like, that's kind of what you, I was Have you done picturing. Joshua Tree? Yeah, I have. Are, are you, what do you drive, Sleek? I drive... I have an RX, so it's a it's okay. a SUV. You call it a, one of those kind of smaller SUVs. Okay, nice. Yeah. Do you, but I, I, you're near other people, though? Like, could not you have close. a conversation? Will you have a conversation with a stranger on this trip? You can. I mean, I, it's not typically the intent. But I, if I'm – and the, the reason why actually this is good is because this will be on Sunday night. By the way, I think I told you I'm not I'm not in on Monday. I don't know if I told you. I, I think you did. Yeah, I did tell you. I think you, you did. Okay. So, I think my crush, Yates, is coming in on Monday. Emily, is that right? Yeah, we got Yates. Yep. So on um, – on so you probably have a lot less people that are going to be out there. Okay. If you did that on a Friday or Saturday, you have a lot more people that are. Are out there. you a regular camper, Taylor? Not regular. I've slept. I sleep in the back of my truck sometimes if I go out on a road trip. Emily, do you camp? I have literal no interest. Yeah, I'm just more I'm on you. your side. Where like yeah. I one, I could never do this. I could never be a woman alone camping. No, that's different. That's, that's obviously very different. that's obviously but very different. I also let's assume for a second though that there I'm was no, there was no chance of anything bad happening to you. Right, that in, in a perfect yeah. universe, everybody minds their manners, and and there's no there's no badness in the world. I'm Would just, you want to be by yourself in the desert for a few days? 
N- not the desert. Yeah, I it, could do mountains? like I could do like Big Sur. I could like maybe camp in Big okay. Sur, but I also need someone else to set up all my tent my tent gear. I am not very uh, capable, so I would say if someone else did all that stuff, I could do it. Ne- nor prefer, am I. I- I'm, I'm like I you. I have, I have no skills like to do any of those things. But I I think being isolated for more than a few hours would drive me bananas. One day. No, I love it. You'll be yeah. there one day. Yeah, it's not. It, I'm excited for you, Slee. I, I don't know if, and here's the thing: you do it maybe once a year. Yeah, right. Like, so it's not like you're doing I'm it often. You got rookie. I, I'm I, w- I would actually would help a lot. Actually, I would rather, uh, you know, if you could do it a couple times a year or something like that. I got a buddy of mine. We pretty much go every year, and we'll go. Um, we've done camping up in Big Sur. That was back in college. That's stupid. I mean, beautiful, as nice as it gets. But there's Sequoia. That's just there's a way Yosemite. to go drink beer, though, right? <laughs> Hundred percent it is, <laughs> yeah. but here, here's the thing: you can do all that. You can do it. even yeah. if you go out for a long hike, blah blah. At night, you kick back and you're just chilling there and drink whatever you you're got drinking. A guard dog too. So yeah, just, well, this guy will be scared. <laughs> He'll be hiding that's under why, a cactus. That's my curiosity. My curiosity is like when I'm setting up this tent: is this guy going to think like, oh God, the world's about to end? He's going to attack it, run away. I got to be a good out place to be if be. the world did end. You'd be one of the last people with us. You could repopulate society. It'd be up to you to I'm not create gonna tell you the, the campsite sl- that I'm going to be at. <laughs> It'd be you could re- you could create the Sliwa race. It would be nothing but Sliwas. You'd be the last man on earth. You'd be like Mad Max. Well, yeah, that part's true. <laughs> Alan, I want you to get really drunk on this bourbon, whatever you bring with you. Be all alone with nothing but the stars with you, and then go out some tweet some fire tweets about Quinn Snyder. That's all any, I really uh, want. I won't have any uh, service. Yeah, so, so okay, so no service. Just ask think about, about the no tweets. Service. You're gonna draft them all up. Right I'll write now. it out. Don't yeah, get drunk alone. That's dangerous unless you're at home, and then you, if you bang your head, you can call nine one one. Don't really do don't, those. Don't be out there. It's, yeah, it, this won't be. Uh, I'm at a wedding having nine <laughs> yeah, okay, bourbons. Good. I just want to have a little sip. A little yeah. sip and you relax a little bit. I just, I'd, I'd like you to come back we'll on Tuesday. Jumping. I'd like to make sure that you're here come Tuesday. You Monday, enjoy yourself. Could you do back it? We'll... I'm intrigued. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'm intrigued. I, I don't like. I like being alone at home, knowing that someone's coming home in a few hours. Like I relish a few hours of my own time. But this I, will be a first I, for me. I've yeah. never done without a buddy. Yeah, I, I, I that would be a sometimes for me. three or four of us. Another time just a buddy. This is the first time I've done that. I'm a lot like Emily in the sense that I like sleeping in a tent does not really interest me. Like, I can I bring a California King? Is that something that I can set yep. up in the you can uh, Joshua Tree? You can go glamp in Joshua Tree. <laughs> there you go. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Mavs are through to the next round. By the way, they have badass properties on Joshua. If you want to do glamping, you can I, do that. I've been all to Joshua Tree. I went. This was a long time ago. It was, it was okay. I we went with people, which made it less okay. But it was. Uh, like it if made it, it less okay? Yeah, we went with, like, if I went with my family, I think it would be fine. But if yeah, I, I we went with people outside of my Too family, many. which yeah. was not my jam. Mavericks beat the Jazz last night. They're through to the second round for the first time since 2011. So here, here, here's the little game I want to play. Do you think that the Dallas Mavericks are a well-run organization? Like, do they have a management structure, an ownership structure that – functions that's competent that has a plan is that a fair statement that the dallas mavericks are a well-run team so they've won one championship in their history Mm -hmm. right and that was back in 2011 they end up being the uh miami heat kind of one of the more surprising whatever you want to call it it didn't really dawn on me when i know luca's not been to the second round Mm -hmm. so yesterday when we're listening to you know whatever the broadcast wait 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 Luka hasn't been to the second round, but they haven't been to the second round since they won the NBA Finals back in 2011. Um, Feels I, like Dirk's been retired for 10 years, right? I, I, I don't – there's no – my knee-jerk reaction, no question about it, is, yeah, I think the Mavs are well-run. I do, I think too. they're an organization that's that, – that's, that 
I feel like they're competent. I, I, I do, too. I think that Mark Cuban is a, a good owner. I think, you know, he's a little boisterous for, for my personal ownership taste. I'd like my guy to be super involved like Mark Cuban is to the degree of let's make sure that the players have everything they need. Let's hire the right coaches. Let's spend the money. But I, I think he's a really good owner. Um, once in 10 years to get out of the first round with a mega star, not just a good player, a mega star in Luca. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they've had other good players along the way. A well run organization with a mega star in a city that is desirable for a, a variety yeah. of different yeah. reasons, right? They've been out of the first round one time in 10 years. So when you start thinking, oh, we just need to do this and we'll be right back to a championship level, everything can break right. You can get the right guy in the draft in Luca. You can have a good coach. Jason Kidd obviously has done a very good job with mm-hmm. these guys along the Carlisle way. Carlisle was great. Carlisle was there. a really yep. good coach along the way. You've got good ownership. It just kind of speaks to me, Al, of how unrealistic some Such of these expectations are point. for a team like the Lakers. Like, well, we should be in the Western Conference Finals every year. It's a bad year. But, uh, okay, but that, that doesn't – I know that you had 30 years of that where you were in the finals or winning championships or very close to it for the better part of three decades. That is so unusual mm. that the Mavericks, who are really well run, that have a star player, that have good coaches, been out of the first round once. That's how hard it is to do. So this idea that, oh, we'll just go do this and this and we're right back in it. Maybe not. Mm. Maybe not. It's really hard. And then you have to ask yourself, do the Lakers have a good coach right now? They don't have any coach right now. Mm-hmm. Or the, is the Laker management structure functional? There's a very good argument that it's not. Right, that there are way too many cooks in the kitchen, mm-hmm. that there are people making decisions that have competing interests in mind, and all of that goes in the hopper and it comes out with what we've seen the last ten years. So if it's run really well and it's hard, what is it like if it's not run really well? So Dallas is is more like the real NBA. Like they're they're more yes, that franchise is more like from an expectation perspective, how they have to build. They drafted Dirk. They drafted obviously Luca. They went out this offseason and they traded Porzingis and or not this offseason during the trade deadline and got Spencer Dinwiddie and that that ended up working to their favor. They're more what the rest of the league has to deal with. But damn does it put it in perspective. I mean it, if you look at the Lakers, this isn't the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. They, this is a really functioning team with star players, good coaches, big city, big dollars tax advantages like there are Dallas is set up for success once in 10 years out of the first round I I said this I think it was 35 36 percent the NBA has never won a championship Mm -hmm. right so and then you have your clusters of okay Lakers have X amount Boston blah 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 but I I, it kind of dawns on me for the Lakers you went was it six straight years that you didn't make the playoffs Mm -hmm. and then boom won the NBA finals and then you're out in the first round you had this past year that you had, and this is so uncommon for the Lakers that something's not sustained. When Kobe and Powell were winning together, that was a sustained window. That was, you made it to the finals three years in a row, you won two champs. When Shaq and Kobe were doing it, early on, they were obviously losing to the Utah Jazz or losing in the first round, but eventually they got past that and was, you had this sustained success. This could be one of the outliers for the Lakers where you win that one championship and there isn't sustained success. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Paramount and Oscar. Oscar, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Oscar? Hi, guys. Uh, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, Dallas is a really good organization as well. Ran, obviously, Cuban being a businessman. 
Um, he's, you know, he basically gets the right people in the uh, to manage it and run it, and he just enjoys the product. And I was to think, like, let's say the Lakers and the Mavs switch locations, you know, they would maybe succeed more than they have uh, because of the appeal of L.A. You know, so I, I want to talk about that. I want to come back. We'll talk. Thank you, Oscar. Appreciate it. It's, a, it's an interesting question that how much of the Lakers success from this point forward okay. has to do with things that really nobody controls. It's just the the brand. It's the location, all of those things. And how much is the things that are within our control and do you like it? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, so before we get to that question that we asked before the break, like how much of the success of your team has things that are components that you really have no control over? Namely, Los Angeles has some built-in advantages that you don't have in Phoenix or Portland or places like that. And you're not guaranteed success. No, but they do kind of put you at the front of the line. You still have to run the race, but you get the pole position, right? You're kind of at the front of it. We'll get back to that here in just one second. But people are treating you as uh, basically our resident camping expert. You ready for some bonus asks, please? First off, Big E awesome awesome photos he just hit me on twitter nice. joshua trees great generally go at night here's some pictures from a few months ago oh, i'd like to see those yeah what up biggie you just leaving me off this uh <laughs> this twitter thread john says big al i'm an rver now can you give me more deets on joshua tree what's the rv sitch can i take my rig there are there dump stations i'm assuming a place to empty your stuff is that my the, man if i had an right? rv i uh i would we, help. we'd never see you again <laughs> I, by the way, that that is one of the most baller things when you have one of those RVs. Some of these campsites will do just tents only, and some of them, the bigger ones, the one that says like 120, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. You just got RVs just all stacked up. I, I you and I, I, I like, and this is not a criticism. This is actually me paying. I think both of us a compliment. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? We don't communicate a ton outside of work like well i text occasionally here and there call phone call here and there but it's not like we're constantly in contact no, all yeah. weekend long that's that's not how we roll i like that i'm gonna need to see some some joshua tree stuff. oh no I, i'll gonna, get you yeah, yeah i need i need to see Take rookie's reaction and i just need to see you alone in the middle of the desert like i'm gonna need that selfie with the horizon just that one with the horizon behind you where there's nothing mm. to or other than joshua trees i'm assuming mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna need that picture and then I'm going to post it to my Instagram. Sure, of course. <laughs> the, uh, Happy birthday, Al. Desert, I, I, I'm I, much more like if you took me, Idlewild's got a, a decent, you'd be surprised, but it's actually got a, a decent camping out there. The real spots are Sequoia, Yosemite. Um, I, don't, I haven't done Desert. I was just telling, uh, Taylor said he went three and a half years ago, four years ago, whatever it is. I probably time. haven't gone seven, eight years in Joshua Tree. Yeah, it's been I, that long. Mine was 25 years ago. I haven't been out there in forever. But you, you hadn't camped. We had like a cabin kind of setup, okay. kind of deal. It, it wasn't camping in the like the sense where you're sleeping on the ground, but it was rustic, if yeah, you will. Yeah. It was one of those situations. All right, this is a a good tweet to kind of get us started back on that topic. This is from Anthony Rincon. It says, "You can't really blame Dallas. The West became loaded after that Mavs title. They aged and finally got the next generational player for their franchise." That's another one of those things that's kind of out of your control, right? You can't control what the other teams do. Maybe they, the Warriors' ascendance obviously has a great deal to do with this. But the point that I think Al and I are kind of focusing on here, Tony, is not out of the first round. That's how hard it is. I get that you're not going to go to the finals over and over again. The days of that are, are probably, you know, 
LeBron's too old to do it right now. The Warriors aren't quite good enough to do it like that anymore. But to get out of the first round doesn't seem like a huge ask in a 10-year window, especially when you have Rick Carlisle as your coach. You've got Luka Doncic, what's this, his third year in the league. You've got Jason Kidd. You've got an owner that spends money. You've got a place that is very attractive for ultra-wealthy people, namely NBA players, because of the tax advantages that come along with living in Texas. I think it's just demonstrative of how difficult it is to set up a winning thing. And I worry about the, because the Lakers kind of had their one bubble championship, which it counts and all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. I don't see the way if that is the path and it's that difficult, the Lakers have two stars. One is aging. One is injury prone and no assets and no path to what this is. You don't even know the coaches at this point. Mm -hmm. What could that look like? I was just looking here, just more out of curiosity. The Knicks, this is why I say it doesn't help. You can be in the best market. You can be. New York and L.A. are the two biggest markets in the country. You got a Clippers franchise that for years, nothing, right? And that's an owner that just basically had no interest in winning. And then you have an owner in New York. They they haven't got out of the first round in nine years. Use that as an example. How many teams get into the playoffs in the NBA? Eight on each side. Eight on each side. Now you got the playing tournament. That's also helpful. <laughs> right. It's actually some franchises you just know aren't going to be in the mix, whether it's the Orlando Magic, the Sacramento Kings. Like, you just know some franchises. Aren't. But other franchises that are actually run pretty decently, it's still a challenge to go get into that second round, make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, Western Conference Finals. So from a Lakers perspective – Trav, what, what they've always done is, well, no, no, we're not just going to sit around and wait. That that has been the Lakers' strategy. Even though they went through this process of six years and not making the playoffs, when the opportunity came as let's strike right now, they struck, and then, you know, obviously they hit it big. I don't know what the future is going to be for the Lakers, but I, I, I do know. Remember when Mona was sitting here a couple of days ago, and she's like, there ain't no rebuild into this. Right. They're, they're going all in. Right. Will it result into something or not? That that comes up to Polenka and what happens. It's super hard, and, and you got to have all the pieces right. It, this kind of brings me to the next thing that I want to talk about, which is this is the 10-year anniversary, basically, of the Guggenheim Group buying the Dodgers, right? And It's been 10 years. It's yeah, been that's right. 10 years, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anybody's done a better job in a, in a relatively short period of time than they have. Like, you could look at Jerry Buss. We had a 30-year run that was, you know, 30 years, and it was extraordinary. You look at somebody – uh, that, that's come It'll in be the and, best and, run in the history a, of sports. A, absolutely, mm-hmm. it, it very well might be. You look at Steve Ballmer, who's turned the the Clippers around in a relatively short period of time from a laughing stock to mm-hmm. something that is a very functioning franchise. The dot. It, it's hard to remember if you, unless you really stop and think about it, what Frank McCourt did to the Dodgers was almost impossible to believe in retrospect. He made people stop going to Dodger games. I mean, think think about that. That the Dodgers on a Wednesday night against mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Reds are putting thirty five thousand people in that place. It's just it is a hot ticket. Watch people the last couple the of Dodgers. Years. Yep. Yeah, it, it just it's it's a show. You mm-hmm. want you want to see it. They were their their attendance was bleeding. The Angels outdrew them one year, mm-hmm. and, and they were bad. And they were they were getting outbid for players. There's a good piece on it that that Rod Barajas, who was going to be their catcher, went to the Pirates. The Pirates went to a place the Dodgers were unwilling to go to. They were terrible. They were a bad team. They were not functioning at all. These dudes show up, and we've had a 10-year run. Here's what it is. You've won the division title every year, except for one, and the year you didn't win it. 
you had 106 wins. Yeah. You've been to the World Series three times. You mm-hmm. won it once. And you've been in the hunt for a World Series every single one of those years. I don't know if you could ask for anything more from an ownership group. I know we talk about how it feels like the Dodgers are one short, that they're a, a World Series title short. In that 10 years, that quality of baseball should have given you one more. And, and, and I, I believe that to be true. But if you said to anybody, hey, 10 years, we're going to give you playoffs every year. We're going to spend money like crazy. Mm-hmm. We're going to improve the ballpark. We're going to go buy the best free agents available, Freddie Freeman. We're going to make a deal to go get Mookie Betts. We're going to eat some bad money to get a player we want. We want Manny Ramirez. Fine, we'll take Josh Beckett. We'll take, we'll take your bad guys, too. We'll, 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 we'll do this along the way. We're going to go to the, world, the, the, the finals three times. We're going to win it once. What could you possibly want more from that group of guys? Do you think um, you say that they're one short? Do you blame any of that on the ownership? No. I don't either. No. So I that that's all they can do is just put you in the spot. And then from there some stuff's got to go your way. You hope players are healthy at the right time. You hope your your big guys come through in the most clutch situations. They they've done their part, right? And and the way you kind of explain, if you could have any other organization, think about it. Just look, stay in the NL West for a quick second. Uh, the Rockies, the Padres, the Diamondbacks. Just think of their history over the last 10 years, just using that as an example. Now, San Francisco, they, they've cashed in on some, so I'm going to put Giants to the side. Um, no franchise. And we're talking sports. Like it, it, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be baseball that we're referring to. If you're in the NFL and you're saying that, wait a minute, so my ownership, my ownership group is going to do this. They're going to... Everything, every resource they have, they're going to use it to their advantage. If it takes money, we'll do it. If it takes getting rid of prospects, picks, blah, 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 we'll take advantage of it. It's as good as it gets from from that perspective. Listen, you say that. I got a question for Dodger fans. 877-710-3776. And I'm going to say this right now. I don't think the phone's going to ring because of the question I'm about to ask. Mm-hmm. 877-710-3776. I want to hear from Dodger fans. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me one thing you wanted this ownership group to do in the last 10 years that they didn't do. Give me Someone one. will find something. I, I'm sure they will, yeah. but give, give me – it's not one of those, oh, well, they really missed sure. on this. Give me one thing. Well, imagine if, just as an example, you're down in San Diego and that same question is presented. Absolutely. And, and I'm not you're talking taking, about – You're taking calls for four hours. I'm not talking about, hey, put this picture in or put this line – I'm saying what did, what could ownership have done – I got another one Over the last 10 years that they didn't do for the Dodgers. Imagine if you presented that same question to Laker fans. Exactly. There would be a longer question, list. There would be a long list. There would be a, a long list and certainly a longer list than the Dodgers. Let's hear it. 877-710-ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle your auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We're going to get into that list and what's yeah, on. Cause stay I, with us. I'm genuinely we, yeah. curious. Factor Cap. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, guys. Yesterday, I got the chance to do one of my favorite things. What was it? What do you One think of your favorite things. I know it. Um, go to the movies? Nope, I know nope. it. What is it? 
Drove to LAX. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was Burbank this time, but I did drive and pick up my friend from the airport. Oh, I got oh, one yeah. tonight. Yeah. It's great. You're going to Ontario Airport, Long Beach, <laughs> John Wayne. Dropped my girl off at LAX late, too. Oof, Oof gross. Yeah, no, but I, I picked up my friend. She's visiting from Wyoming, so uh, I'll have an ass sleep for her later. But, okay, so uh, this first one that I have uh, was actually a story that Taylor told me, and then I'll have a question at the end of it. So, Taylor, go ahead and tell your story. Yeah, so I showed up to the show a little bit late last night because I found out late that I was going to be going, and that meant that there were going to be there were people in my seat. Uh, so they were making out, uh, exhibiting sure. a little bit of PDA. Of course, okay. You always make out at a comedy show. Yep. <laughs> this was during Erica, her okay. set. So well, that's you know, a little more Badu, that's sensual. Different. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sultry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I had Sultry. to tap them on the word. shoulder and just let them know, you know, you're my seat. And they moved. But they were very upset. All right. So my, my statement is, <laughs> you are into PDA. Travis, factor cap. No. Hard, hard cap. How could I have known that about no, you? Yeah, no, no. I, I, yes, I've seen you at that Friday night <laughs> at that restaurant that you go to. Easter, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, my PDAs uh, consist of hugging Henri. <laughs> that was, that's my, no. I'm hugging a lot for you. Even when I was like a teenager, right, and your hormones are raging and all of that kind of stuff, that doing that stuff in public is not really my jam. Like, I, I will kiss my wife in public, it's that, but like making out, that's not really my jam, no. Al? Uh, I think what's more interesting, no, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. What's more interesting is the tapping them on the shoulder while they're making out. That's. I, I've never been in that situation before. Neither, nor have I. I. I've been in this situation. Just somebody just sitting in your seat. You got to tell them, "Hey, this is my seat." If you it don't was mind, a long go. trek to the bowl. I wasn't going to let them yep. do that. There was it. Was Did it, you let them come up for air, or was it like <laughs> mid 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 makeout session? And you said they were upset. What they do? Like what what? What was they were their in the reaction? Wrong seats. I, sure, no, no, so not, they didn't, I'm not justifying no, their position, <laughs> but they didn't move after that. So everybody was just kind of crammed in, and they just kind of sat there pouting. They didn't leave the air. No, they didn't leave. Oh, no. It's it's bleacher? So they was made, it? It's bleacher, and they made room for us, but they didn't leave. I would be, I'd have a problem with that. I would, I would make them move. I'd say, look, and there, how many seats were in the row? There were enough, but, I mean, I'm skinny. I, I kind of, I fit. Okay, so, so there, if there's fit, enough space fit, for fitting, them to go left because it's bleacher. If there's more empty seats, yep. fine. Yep. But if there are, let's, I'm just making up. If there are six seats and there were six people there and Taylor and his friend make eight, I'm not putting eight butts in six Is seats. It like Two that? people yeah, got to go. Like it was like that. Yeah. yeah you no, they got to go. You're in the wrong spots, guys. Right. Get the, out. You got to go. At the same time, I'm not going to go talk to an usher and no, do all that. But but not. I'm not. I, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be my first move. But my first move. Call the say, cops. Hey, listen, man. We bought these tickets. There's six <laughs> seats here. You don't have tickets here. You got to move it down the road. You got to move. Move to wherever else you your ticket. The only thing that went through my mind is because when you said at the end that they were upset. Like, first of all, that's oh, a yeah. weird situation to be in. Where you have to tap somebody's shoulder and they're making out to Erica Badu. At the same time, I'm sitting here like, what do you say moment. to them? I, well, that, I was just going to say, Taylor, did were they upset because they had to move seats or because you threw cold water on yeah, the mood? I think it was that. The, the he ladder. was holding a yeah. candle <laughs> while he they were making out. He was throwing rose petals on him. He was playing the ESPN LA app. There you go. There you go. All right. So last night, uh, Derek Carr came out with the uh, commissioner uh, to start off the NFL draft last night. So Derek Carr had a uh, interesting haircut. Uh, to say the least. So you have had a regrettable hairstyle in your days, Alan Fettercap. Yeah, I think we all have. When I had some hair, right? When that was up when you there, you looked like you were fifty when you were twenty-five, it's and so now you look perfect. To me, it's so funny to me that with hair you think I look older. 
I do. I really do. You look better and younger to me with your bald head. That's surprising. Yes. That's surprising. I used to have, you know, back in the day, go to a barber. Let's just say it wasn't exactly the best barber down in El Cajon <laughs> growing up. Uh-huh. Times I'm walking away, I'm like, what the hell is this? What just happened here? Why are the left side is a lot shorter than the right side? Why is my sideburns off? Got to go back in. It's like a mechanic Oh, you or go something. back. Got to go back. Bro, it's like, why is my... One side burns here, the other one's down here. We can we at least line it up? <laughs> Let's line it up. That's great. That's great. You didn't like Derek Carr's uh, look, did you? No, it looks terrible. She said that this morning. I kind of like it. She, I didn't hate it. I, but that, that's I mean, a funny look. I'm not. Like I'm not from can, I, can I tell you something? I don't notice things yeah. like that. Oh like my she, God. that's one of the first things she said was, "What the hell's going on with this guy's haircut?" Yeah. I went out, looked at it. I'm like, "Yeah, it looks it's fine to me. Fine. It, it looks fine. It's not, it's not my style, but whatever." Um, it looks like Puck from Glee. So. We had – there was a guy that cut hair in Arcadia that all of – like I don't want to say everybody in my high school went to, but a lot of the guys in my school would go get their hair cut. His name was Bart, and he was a super nice man, RIP. Bart passed away a number of years ago. But um, we would all go to this barbershop in Arcadia called Perini's, and Bart was our barber, and he would sometimes – Yes, and he'd have you'd have the, your describing sleeve. One side would be a little higher yeah, than the other. What's happening over here? And all of the guys would go, you got to work a Bart. Like that, you you had got a work of Bart because he had mislined you up a little bit along the way. But no, I this this will probably not surprise you either, Emily. Other than the fact that I have a lot less hair than I used to, I've had more or less the same haircut since I was fifteen or sixteen. So it's been kind of the same deal. Get a get a car cut. I might, I might. It wouldn't look totally different because I don't would have hate much anyway. Yeah, I would not she like would hate it. You. I would not. Well, I mean, it's it's not for me. It's not my thing, Taylor. Yeah, in college, I used to go to the cosmetology school for free haircuts, so oh, I got quite no. a few. What, did you get try the free dental school to have them do your root canal, too? <laughs> That's a little different, but I was a little on cash, so I went they there. They got to learn. This feels like more of a woman thing, like because obviously women usually are far more particular about their haircuts than men. Am I wrong? Have you gotten uh, a bad a bad look, I, Em? I have gotten it too short before. I like my hair kind of short. Um, I have gotten it to where it was like way shorter than I anticipated, but I don't color my hair, and that's where like a lot of issues for women come from. If you get a bad color, it's bad. But I uh, I choose to not spend my money on uh, coloring my hair. I like you my should color. get a work of art. You should get should. Get, get lined up. You'll I look go great. Go and get that. All right. So next, if um, so, speaking of campsites, going out uh, to Joshua Tree this weekend, Al. So if you hear a sound at a campsite, you go and investigate. Taylor, factor cap. Okay, yes. So, funny story. I was in, driving from, I guess, eastern Washington to Reno, and I was at a campsite, uh, sleeping in the back of my truck, and I heard like a whoosh, whoosh, Like a whipping sound? Like a whipping sound coming from outside. And I looked out, and I was parked, I was by a river. I didn't expect anybody to be around, and I saw three tweakers or upstanding mm. citizens. I don't know what they <laughs> were. But they were whipping a tree. Like Indiana Jones. <laughs> what so, the hell? I, I'm glad Did I investigated. Did you ask to join? Can I take a whip? Glad, no, I wasn't. I wasn't going to stick around and ask. I was just uh, envisioning them tying me to a tree or something and whipping me. So I just got out of there, bolted, and I stayed in the hotel that night. <laughs> All right, Trev. That's uh, so random. 
That I, never I, happens. I don't think I would, quite honestly, unless I felt like I was personally in danger of yeah. having something. Yeah. I would, I would pretend I don't hear it, yeah. and I would hope that it goes away. I don't think that I would, if if I'm in Taylor's situation, fire open the the bed of my truck or the door of my truck wherever I'm sleeping, and start to go look for the whipping sound. That, would that not is be the my most move. random thing I've That's ever. Awesome. Heard. That's a good story. What time of that? What what time of the night was that? It's probably eleven thirty. All right, so, so at least it wasn't nugget. 3 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> Post-whipping hour. <laughs> That's super <laughs> weird. You, you strike me as the guy that would kind of just say, I hope that goes away. I'm not going to go see what that is. Bro, and this has happened before. You're in Sequoia or something like that. There are some real animals out there, real animals. If you think I'm opening up my tent to go walk 50 yards to go see what that noise was, that ain't happening. What if it was a noise that you knew was not an animal? It was like a machine noise well, or I, something I was clearly say, man-made. If it's something, if it's an actual person, I'm much more apt to go take a look. What if you're like a, like a terrible a mechanical animal, grinding sound? Like like, a, like something just like something's What's awful. happening out there? Yeah, that's what I don't know. But it's like tearing metal. You kind of got to go check that if out. If it's something in you know a tree or something like that, I'm not going out there. If it's something where I feel like it's a human being and there's something going on, I'll, I have to go take a look. All right, last one, guys. So uh, Alan's best friend, his favorite person in the world, Elon Musk, uh, bought Twitter. Um, and so if you could buy one social media platform, you know what it would be. Travis, Dr. Cap. I, 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 I like the question. It's a really good question. That's I, I don't really have an answer because I don't really use any of them in any meaningful way. I guess it would be Twitter because it's the only one that I, I use Twitter during work. I will look at it occasionally if I'm watching games to see Paid what people are saying too. about it. How much it. is that? Let me just 44 bill. Done. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, nah, I, 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 could, I literally could take or leave that stuff. It's not something that I would – I wouldn't spend $44 on a social media platform, much less $44 billion. Actually, this, I'm going to throw this back to you, Emily. What would you buy? I would. Because I feel like she's much more into that than we If it was going to be, okay, if I want to go for what I would like to influence the most, it might be Instagram. What is most cost, like where you would get the most money out of it, also probably Instagram. So I would probably go into Instagram. I know that's owned also by Facebook, but Instagram would be the one that I would yeah, want. Yeah, if, if, count- if it's a straight financial play, I would have, yeah, Instagram's not a bad. TikTok is going does, bonkers, Does YouTube too. count, or is that more of yes, like YouTube's a... YouTube's a social media platform. But I almost feel like it's like literally a... I don't know. You watch full movies, documentaries, the whole thing. I, I, go, I go YouTube. Go Taylor? YouTube. I think I'd buy Facebook and just shut it down. <laughs> do the whole world a favor. Reddit. Why? What did they do wrong? I don't know. Last time I've been on Facebook, <laughs> Mace would buy Reddit what, and then shut down. When's the last time you've space? been on Facebook? Uh, I don't know. Years. Years. Yeah. I, I don't. I do mean, you guys use Facebook? Do you use Facebook? I use it for marketplace. So I, I've gotten. Is that like the store? Uh, yeah. You can like sell rentals, and so that's where I, I find a lot of the places that I live. Um, there, or I find old old furniture, things like that. I use the penny saver. You ever, yellow pages. You, you ever go through the penny saver owl? That gro- that little magazine that they have at the grocery store checkouts. Hey, need a used car? Better grab the penny saver. <laughs> hey, looking for a new apartment? Penny saver. And if you wanted to get apartments in a different area, you'd have to drive to the other. Like, let's say you live in Valencia and you want to move to Culver City, you have to drive to Culver City and get their version of the penny saver. Nada. <laughs> Nothing. No, nah. I didn't use it. Too young. You're too young. All right. The Dodgers. What did they get wrong in the last 10 years? It's not a very long list. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
Much like our PDAs, I'm just going to leave my uh, mic right where it is. I don't need to worry about doing anything to it other than talking into Make it. Make love Al. to it. No, I'm good. I'm good. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So uh, it's Sunday, right, Emily? Sunday is the 10-year anniversary of yep. the Guggenheim Group buying buying the Dodgers. Yep. and. We were talking about it, and, and it just kind of landed on me as we were having the conversation. It's been a remarkably successful 10-year window, marked by nothing but winning seasons, division championships, 106 win seasons where you didn't win the division, three World Series appearances, a World Series championship, and a renovated ballpark, a ownership group that has been incredibly active in free agency, that's been incredibly active at the trade deadline, that's gone in and done really, as far as I can tell, everything that you would ever want an ownership group to do. So th- this is, I-, I think, when you look at, just looking at the last 10-year stretch, if I said in any sport, now listen, you want to cash in another World Series? Of course you do. I think most people would agree with that. But I think also at the same time, how much can you put that on the organization? You had the weird weird year with the Houston Astros mm-hmm. and um, obviously how that comes into play. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you, you they came in from the start and did what we've said about L.A. a lot. This is kind of the – if you want L.A.'s attention, you got to win. If you want L.A.'s attention, you got to compete. If you want L.A.'s attention, you got to put yourself in a position to – we saw the Rams obviously do it here over the last five years. The Lakers won a championship in the last – I mean, you look at the Lakers' last ten years – that's not ideal, but they got a championship within the last 10 years. Dodgers have been as well run, in my opinion, I think your opinion, I think most Dodger fans' opinion, in, in any sport. Now, it doesn't mean you cashed in and you won four World Series, right, right. but you've kind of done everything you can that you can control. I, I think one of the, a good way to put it, the Dodgers didn't catch lightning in a bottle. The Dodgers are creating lightning on a regular basis that's just not hitting their target exactly the way that they would like it over 10 years. But they're always in the middle of it. Let's try a phone call here. 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Anaheim. And Mark, Mark, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey, good morning or good afternoon, guys. I uh, love the show. I, I'm a Dodger fan, true blue. Bleeding bleeding uh, blue for years and years and years. Raised uh, a Dodger fan. Um, I'm, I love the ownership group. I love what they've done. I would have one critique, and I think that they went cheap and skipped on Verlander and went with Darvish. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know details. I, mm-hmm. I don't know the inner workings of that, but I remember something to the tune of about $20 million being the factor, and I'd be willing to bet you if you asked them now, they'd, they'd gladly give up $20 million to have Verlander and another World Series title. Yeah, it's it's something that's come up a lot, Mark. Thank you for the phone call. The the Verlander over, or I should say, Darvish over Verlander decision that they decided to go with Darvish instead of Verlander, and Darvish was not the right guy for the job. He, you know, he, but let, let's go back and and maybe there was some economic you know discrepancies between these two players. Mm-hmm. This felt more like a baseball decision made by baseball people rather than an economic decision. Because I remember at the time, both of these guys were on the market. Both of these guys were available to go to their next team. And I think the Dodgers thought you Darvish was the better pitcher at that point, that you Darvish was the better player that gave them a better opportunity. Not that you Darvish was the cheaper of the two options and management wouldn't let him go get it. I'm not saying that, that Verlander 
didn't make more money at the time. My point is the Dodgers have never really made an economic decision when it comes to making uh, choices in players. They they have a budget that they work within, but I don't think that a couple of million bucks one way or the other, and even $20 million over a period of time, was going to drive that decision. I think they just liked you, Darvish, better. So the better question there is – have the Dodgers have do they have enough example under this group where they were cutting corners to save dollars? No. So that that's that's the only thing we could go off of, yeah. right? So if they don't have a history of saying, well, we want to save some money here, and then they, by the way, have done this three or four other times since the group took over ten years ago, whatever the case is, then you could say, well, they've had they've had different predicaments where financially they've made poor decisions. This could have just been a poor baseball yeah, decision. They, they liked player A better than player B, and it was wrong. That happens all the time. That That's not a bad ownership decision. That's just a, a decision that didn't work out. Which is okay. That's a yeah, criticism. It, it, but but, but that's when not... you're batting 800 in, in personnel decisions, to focus on the 20% that didn't go your way is pretty well, what, narrow. What I'm saying is you can make that criticism, but what I, what I it sounds like the caller was trying to say is, hey, you skimped out because of the dollars. You skimped out because you didn't pay financially what you should have or could have for Verlander. What about Trevor Bauer? What, what, what I mean, because Trevor Bauer was, uh, is, I shouldn't say was, is a phenomenal major yeah. league pitcher. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that has been very successful in, in, in major league baseball since he's come into the league. But there were plenty of indicators that Trevor Bauer was not a super great fit. That that when you're as good as he is and you bounce around as often as he does, there are some there's some smoke there. Now maybe the fire that ultimately broke out is not something that they saw coming. But what about that? Does that does that Can fall I, into that category? Because they've been they went huge. I think Trevor Bauer makes the most money in Major League Baseball this year. I think he's yeah, the he was number one something. Paid guy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's an astronomical number. He's not playing for them. He's he's done that administrative leave list. Can this can this happen where what is sometimes your greatest strength can work against you? So the Dodgers they have this attitude of, hey, we can grab this guy from that team. I know this is a little bit different, but let me just as best I can give the example. Um Chris Taylor is doing what with that organization? Let's bring him in. We have enough confidence that we think here with this team he can have more success. Um Andrew Heaney. This is a perfect example, and I Max know Muncy. Uh, Max Muncy. Can that sometimes work against you where you say to yourself, look at look at this history we've had with players. I know it's different because they're not going to have some of the stuff that comes with them yeah. that Trevor Bauer did. Yeah. But I think also at the same time you could I say, right. you could say I, what he has done in the past, we don't think we're going to have that issue here. Why? Because we're the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's it, I think you're right. I think you think when you've had so much success saying, ah, undervalued, I'll take that guy. Here, this is going to work. Now, Bauer wasn't undervalued, but Bauer was probably – There were question marks. There was – like, look, why does the best pitcher in baseball – why is everybody happy to see him leave? Mm -hmm. To me, that was always the question. Like, no one has ever said he's not a good player. No no one. He's terrific. But – the, a terrific player moving around like that is kind of one of those. Hey, what what don't I know? Yeah. What what don't I know? Why Must why be a is, reason? Right. There's something going on here. Clint Kershaw hasn't bounced around every two, three, four. You know, it's there was just something there. It's, it wasn't a baseball issue, but there was something happening there. Let's try one more. Let's go to Simi Valley and Richard. Richard, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey, how's it going? So uh, I've been happy with what the Dodgers have done, but the one thing that I wanted them to do at the time, I'm no longer a fan of this guy, but at the time I wanted them to resign. Uh, Manny Machado, 
Okay, but when they let's go back. Let, let's take the full picture of this. And I'm going by memory here, and and it's an interesting one, uh, Richard. Thank you for the call. They went and traded for Manny Machado because Corey Seager got hurt. Right, Corey Seager got hurt. He needed to get an arm surgery, and you knew that he was not going to be available for the entire season. Mm-hmm. I would argue that what they did with Manny Machado is a perfect example of why ownership is so good. They got him when they needed him, and then and they some knew, team goes and they makes knew the an other offer. guy was coming back. They, they, this is not a long. I'm not getting Manny Machado for a long term fix in my organization. I need a shortstop. Manny Machado's available. He's terrific. We'll bring him in here, and then he's a free agent at the end of the year. We'll we'll kick the tires. We'll see what's there. But mm-hmm. I got it's exactly not exactly, but Put it's really trade. similar. Yeah. yeah, Corey Seager's coming up at the end of the year. We may or may not be able to keep him. We're going to try, mm-hmm. but if he's not, but if Trey a team Turner, gives something crazy, then okay, we know we're out of the mix. Does not is that not an example of them being really good at this? The the only question you would say is no 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 Machado is worth three hundred million whatever it is that that's the only difference. Do you need uh, fair? But do you need two no, you Lamborghinis don't. in your garage? No, I only gonna can only drive one a day, mm-hmm. right? That I mean, I guess I can afford it, but what am I gonna do here? I need to have you know if I knew that the other one's leaving, we'll use that money in other places. Absolutely, I like this topic eight seven 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 ten ESPN NFL draft last night and. Um, USC and the rest of the Pac-12, Slee, I think, should uh, be paying very close attention to what happened last night. That's next. Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.